All right, what's going on, world? And welcome back to the Pursuit of the Good Life podcast. I am your host, not the caveman who's in dire need of a haircut, uh, Cameron Lovelace, joined as always by Dr. Sarah Lee Benson. What's going on? Hey, Kim. I'm doing well. I'm exhausted, but I am here. We are a few days away from the start of the school year, so... This is that really busy, exciting time of the year where everybody's trying to get their stuff together. So, but I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. So I, I wholeheartedly agree with that because I got a couple clients who are in school and I said, hey, what's y'all's school schedule so we can work around it and stuff like that. And they said, we ain't sitting. Some, some have said, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay. Uh, Yay. Well, I'll talk to you next week then. Um, yes. Okay. So, because, um, you know, I don't want to, like, have schedule a session and then the next you're week gonna you're going to be in class and we got to reschedule all over again. So I'm just like, okay, we'll, we'll figure it out as we go along. Yeah, this virtual thing, it's really, it's, it's, a, it's a new world. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of maybe whenever they first started doing school and how they were just trying to figure out like, okay, we should have seven periods a day, or maybe we should do block schedule and extend the time. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, okay, we're doing school online. How does this look? Because the reality of it is when we went out for spring break in March, nobody was prepared for virtual learning. No. It was a free for all. Right. <laughs> it was a free for all. And now it's like, okay, we got to put some structure to this. Um, and so everybody's really trying to figure it out. Like, that's the one thing I've been telling my success coaches, like, Hey, just be flexible, be adaptable and give your teacher grace these next few weeks. I mean, I say that anyway, beginning of the school year, because beginning of school year is always kind of crazy anyway, but it's like, everything's online, you know? So just be, just give them some grace because we're trying to figure it out. They trying to figure it out. The students trying to figure it out. Their parents trying to figure it out. So it's going to be pretty interesting month uh, starting Monday. I give it, I give it to October. It's going to be pretty interesting trying to figure out like, okay, how do we do this? Cause you know, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting. So. All right. So speaking of virtual, uh, there was a meme that uh, my lovely wife Sparkle brought to my attention that I wanted to get your thoughts on, Sarah. Okay. So this meme said <clears throat> that no matter what is on the menu of Wendy's, nothing they got compares to the Burger King Whopper. And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I can 100% agree with that because off the rip, my go-to, and those of you who are health freak, don't, don't castrate me. My go-to is the Baconator. Really? You eat the Baconator? The Baconator? The big, we don't even do the Baconator. The, big, the Baconator at Wendy's Yeah. like six strips of bacon. And, and all that meat. All that straight meat. There's I'm like, you, you, you want a heart attack on a bun? You get you That's a Baconator. baconator. Yeah. Boy, I tell you, I got to go work out after I have one of them, for sure. But I was sitting there thinking, and then we, we had a conversation about it. We had to open it up. It's like, hold on. Well, Whoppers are good now. 
I can't I I can't dispute it. And Sarah, you looking at me crazy, but I can't dispute it. Burger King Whoppers are good, but we talking about like the we talking about triple cheese. We talking about regular. Well, like we talking about levels to this, but like the traditional like staple burger. So burger for burger. My question is burger for burger. Is there something that stacks up against the Burger King Whopper? That's like the staple of that restaurant chain. Uh, so I was, I was thinking, no, I was thinking everybody. Cause I was thinking about it at McDonald's. I was like, off the rip McDonald's off the board. Cause right. the, the yeah. Big Mac is good, but it's not Whopper good. The double quarter pounder is good, but it's not like staple, like a Whopper good. Like you can get a double cheese, double cheese, triple cheese Whopper. Get you the right condiments on it, and you, you a happy person. But you looking at me like, no, you. Yeah, like- see, I think I might be the wrong person to ask this question because oh, yeah. I'm, not a fan, I'm not a fan of Burger King. I do not think Burger King is good. Sparkle, Sparkle doesn't like Burger King either. There is nothing on Burger King's menu that does it for me. They French fries, maybe if they're hot, mm-hmm. I can rock with it. But and it's so crazy because Ken eats Burger King. Like he'll get like their breakfast stuff. But I'm not about like the Whopper is just weird. It's just like a weird tasting thing to me. I don't like the Whopper. I I do like like if I had to choose between Burger King and Wendy's, I'm going for Wendy's. I mean for real, like the chicken nuggets alone. I mean no, 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 I'm with you on the chicken nuggets, but we right the chicken nuggets alone. Chicken nuggets, yeah. You know, but even like Wendy's salads are good. Um, I think I prefer like if I'm gonna get like a fast food burger. A fast food I'm gonna, burger. I'm gonna go to Steak and Shake. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna Steak and Shake. I, I like Steak and Shake burgers over everybody because I feel like like they're literally like cooking it right then, so it's mm-hmm. hot, it's good. You know, McDonald's no, like I think they like microwave it or something. <laughs> they put it in microwave, and so like if I'm if I'm gonna get like a fast food burger. I'm gonna go to Steak and Shake to get a burger. Uh-huh. Um, burger King would literally, like, I would literally, like, nothing else would have to be open. And I'm just, like, <laughs> starving. <laughs> and you know, the funniest thing, it's so funny that you said it. So, you know, you know, with Sprint, because I think y'all are with Sprint. Are y'all with Sprint too? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they merged with T Mobile. Right. And then T Mobile Tuesdays. Do you know about that? Yep. They yes, and they just got they just, they did just the it is so funny. So you get a free whopper. And I remember clicking on I was like, nobody want this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, let me come back next Tuesday. Cause see, I got on when I saw when they did the pop oh. where you could get like a free chicken sandwich and like two pieces. In the, in the two piece, I got that yeah. one. I ain't gonna lie. Listen, if you are with T Mobile or Sprint. First spread, T-Mobile Tuesday. On the T-Mobile Tuesdays app, you losing. So. You losing. Listen, me and Ken, I was like, yo, baby, we can get a two-piece and a chicken sandwich. I can eat the chicken sandwich, you get the two-piece, they got lunch, and it's for free. And so when I clicked on yesterday, you know, I'm excited. I'm like, what's the deal? What's the deal? What's the deal? You I was, was like, a whopper. <laughs> he was let down. <laughs> I was so let down. I was like, I almost deleted the app. I'm with you on that. Like McDonald's is just, I feel like McDonald's is one of those things. If you just had like a long night of kicking it and you, you know you need to eat something. McDonald's is what you get when you're trying to <laughs> sustain yourself until you got 
either yeah. more money or a better option. The better options. That's what you go. Like, because McDonald's is the only thing that's normally open late at night. So it's like, I want to go to McDonald's. Uh, but, you know, Steak and Shake, excuse me, before the pandemic, they were open 24 hours. Right. They closed at one. And so it's like, literally, I literally did that last Saturday. So I was hanging out with my cousins and I left. I was like, yo, I'm going to go give me something to eat. I'm going to go home. Got the Steak and Shake, pulled up at like 12.55. And like, oh, we're not taking no more orders. I'm like, dang, the only thing open McDonald's. Is McDonald's. So I was like, what can I give? <laughs> and so I got me something. I was like, and I regretted it. Like, literally after I ate it, I was like, yeah, this is. And the crazy thing about it is I used to eat McDonald's. Like in undergrad, I used to eat McDonald's. I don't know what, look, I don't know what's been going on with McDonald's, but all McDonald's are not, one, all McDonald's are not the same. I agree. Two, the decades in which McDonald's has been has not been the same. Because when we was kids, we was excited to go to McDonald's and get Yeah, we were. That's all we wanted was McDonald's. Yeah. They had two nice hamburgers. And it's so funny, my granddad, when he was living, when we were little, uh, we was at my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. And so he would go to McDonald's on the day, so they had like the 59 thing or 29 thing hamburgers. And we would always like beg him to like get the cheeseburgers and he'd be like, no, we got cheese at the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so he would get he would get a whole bunch of those like 29 thing hamburgers I mean, come to the house and we put cheese on them and like make a cheeseburger. So but yeah, now I'm not a Whopper fan. Okay, so but you're saying, but you're 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 going in. You're saying steak and shake is your fast food burger of choice. Yeah, if I can get a fast food burger, it's in in like it has to be fast. It's gonna be steak and shake, mm-hmm. and then after that, maybe Sonic, because some Sonic burgers are good. It depends on which one you go to, That's and true. so I normally get chicken. So if I'm going anywhere, I'm really gonna get like chicken tenders or popcorn chicken or something. It's usually a safe. Right, it's the same fit because you you never know what you go get with them burgers, and then Wendy's, and then Burger King, and then McDonald's. So, if I were to go, if I were to rank, I got. So here's the thing: I wish we had Whataburger here in Memphis so I could <laughs> partake in it more because I don't know, like what's what's that. like what is like a no. And what is like a yes? Because every almost every time I've been to Whataburger, it's been a pleasurable experience. Because it is. Whataburger is the best. I forgot about Whataburger. That's my top. Whataburger to the top. So, yeah. I, but I don't know like which burgers to go to and what burgers to stay away from. Because every time I've had a Whataburger or, what a, or a chicken sandwich from Whataburger, it's been it's good. good. And so... Yeah. I, I can't I can't just definitively give them the top spot yet, but they're like definitely like honorable mention. But you can't. So you saying Whataburger, friend? Whataburger's in Texas. It's in Jackson. That's and true. It's if, so. you, if you live in the north, you will probably like my aunt, who is a loyal podcast listener. White Castle. You know what? If you we, live in the north or St. Louis area, you are a White Castle diehard person. I was let down with my White Castle experience. See, I had listen. You got to be raised on White Castle because if you get you hear all the hype about it right. from people up north, you like, oh, White Castle is the bomb. White Castle is this, all this good stuff, and they swear to the grave. But then uh, those of us who have, like, wait a minute, this is, this is just crystals. 
And they're right. like, no, it's not crystals. <laughs> they will get offended if you, if you even dare compare them to crystals. But it is crystals, though. Like, just a yeah. different thing. You really I do. think crystals might be a little bit better. But I think it's because in the South, I'm used to crystals. Okay, so, and I had a bad White Castle experience. So, yeah. But, um, but I think for me... I, I ain't gonna hold you that that baconator that 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 holds a special place in my heart because it's like when I really 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 got a craving for some unhealthy fast food burger, the Wendy's that's down the street from my house is a go-to. Yeah, and then close behind, I, I would, now don't get me wrong, steak and shake, steak and shake is good, but it's like, do I really want to go there? Because they like. I- that, but they good, but they they like really really hard attack on the bun. <laughs> but it's, it, but now I will say the Frisco melt from Steak and Shake. I listen. That is that is a faithful. I think I got like a faithful at each, at each one. one yeah. That's like okay, this is what I get when I come here. I ain't got that for Whataburger. If Whataburger comes to Memphis, or if I got an opportunity to invest in a work and bring a Whataburger to Memphis, let I'm, me know. I'm I'm down for it because. Go My favorite can't put me on this burger at Whataburger. And whenever I get a burger, I get it. It's like a sweet and smoky burger. And so it's like you like I've had it. Bacon and some type of sauce. And it's really good. Like you're gonna probably go to sleep afterwards. But Oh yeah. It's the thing. You and I go to these just, places for health benefits. We go to these places right. we are hungry. We want something that tastes good. Yeah, I always eat half of it and then like say the other half for later because it's just so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I cannot like legitimately sit here and eat this whole burger. Cause you're like you fool once you get halfway through. Cause you know what burger burgers are like. <laughs> oh, they they they're made with love. Right. And you just can't be now I will say there is one thing I tried at Whataburger that was probably I'll probably never try again. I was curious. Mm-hmm. It was Dr. Pepper milkshake. Yeah. Yeah, I'll let you have that one. Yeah, um, Kim was like, what? Yeah, about. Just disappointment. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I, I got to say that the why I ain't had, I need to go get a Whopper. So I need to go okay. cash in that coupon and I'll get back to you. But I'm like, the Whopper was, the Whopper was a solid burger. Like, compared, especially compared to McDonald's. Yeah, I give you that compared to McDonald's. But I don't know, it just always tastes weird to me. Like, you know, it doesn't matter where, which Burger King I've gone to, the Whopper always tastes weird. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why, but it, 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 it's like we don't. You don't make, like the consistency of it. You said what? You don't like the consistency of it. Yeah, it just don't taste good. But no offense to people that like, like I said, Ken likes Burger King. Mm-hmm. He'll go to breakfast. Um, he'll he'll eat a Whopper. When we were driving from back from our granddad's funeral, we actually stopped at um, we stopped at uh, <clears throat> uh, at a Burger King. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was just like, <laughs> you couldn't pick nowhere else. Cause he didn't want he didn't want razor kings. I got you. I will I will throw in this though, when it's when when it's when it's a good Sonic, the burgers are good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Sonic, like it depends on which one you go to. You can you can get a good burger from Sonic. Right. 
Like they have uh, some Burger Tuesdays. I think is it Tuesdays or Wednesday? I forget what day of the week it is, but they got. Yeah, we get like five burgers. Like right, five. Get a whole bunch of burgers for the yeah. low. I can give that. And then my my other favorite place, but it's not like a mainstream place. It's Dixie Queen. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, for those of y'all who are very who are burger enthusiasts, I encourage you to to watch this episode on YouTube and comment on the video. Leave your burger comments. Which yeah, and why? Um, but today we wanted to wanted to get back, <clears throat> wanted to pick up on topic that we I wanted to get into last day, but we had such a great conversation about premarital counseling and why you should do it um, if you are serious about getting married. Go back and watch the episode if you have not. Um, but I really wanted to get into the topic today, and it it's kind of it stems from. A conversation that I had the week before last but then another conversation happens that kind of overlapped with it and Mm -hmm. I thought it was just very crucial to just talk about it with today so I had a couple clients who are having some family issues when it comes to life and let's say business so client a is working for his dad Um, his dad owns a business, wants to bring him into the fold. He's old, he's older, you know, older, an older millennial age adult. So he's like, okay, let me work with learning business. And the dad, we won't say the most professional businessman. The dad grew up a rough background from the streets that runs a successful business. Mind you, it's a very successful business, but in terms of the way that, he talked to his son, um, the way that he treats his son, always blaming him when stuff goes wrong. And on top of that, you ain't paying my man enough to cover his essential bills. Cause he's a grown man. He's got his own bills, got his own car, no stuff like that. And so he's not obviously cause of Corona, he was furloughed. So he was working for him. So he's like, Hey, I'll come work, but I just need my bills taken care of. And my man wasn't even doing that. So, but he recognized that if, I do leave, this is going to soil the relationship between me and my, and my father. Um, Cause for whatever, whatever issues they, you know, background, stuff like that, they weren't, he wasn't raised in the same house as dad. This is, you know, that, that kind of situation. Um, so it was tough for my mom, for my man to say that this is not a good situation for me to be in like mentally, physically, and emotionally. It's, literally like draining on me and i'm i'm seeing his countenance literally be in a in a in a in a dark place right and then enter client a client b who had a completely different situation where their older sister having some issues had to come back into the home and that has kind of interfered with the whole dynamic between everybody that's in the house and let's let's just say that the result of this has been her entire savings that was three months worth of cushion has gone from here to to zero um there is she had to relocate to make her to make the situation good for you know her older sister and it's it's just it's just a rough situation. So it's 
here we are, we got two different, completely different situations, but both reflect on how our families can kind of just throw a complete wrench in our whole situation and what we got going on and what we're trying to, to build. So for those of us who are trying to create our versions of the good life and we want to bring our families along for the ride or let our families be a part of it. And then we find out that because our families are a part of it, it's that much harder or it's just not a good situation for us. So it's, that's why I really want to dive in and really um, digest today and kind of break it down piece by piece about kind of what that, what that looks like to kind of either make it work or to know when to, to walk away. Yeah. Isn't there a saying, and it, while you're talking, maybe think about it, isn't there a saying that says like, don't do business with like your family or going to business with like your family or friends, just because like, yep. I think that oftentimes we'll let our personal bleed into the business. Mm-hmm. And so with the, with the young man that you were talking about, you know, it kind of made me think like, is the father mm-hmm. like taking things out, like taking personal things out in the business. So like maybe he didn't do something at the house or do, did something. And instead of like addressing that at home, mm-hmm. he's like punishing him in the workplace. You know what I mean? Listen, it's like, well, number one, yes, he is completely yeah. like, this is all personal. Like, right. like whenever something goes awry, it, he takes it as like a personal attack. Or oh, yeah. It's business. It's instead of just, leaving it business for what it is and but uh, this is kind of a dynamic where the father did not raise the son the 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 son was was living with his mom and then when he became an adult sought his father out and they've been kind of trying to rebuild the relationship but you know it's been up and down a little bit but here's the, the 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 thing that stuck out to me from this conversation i was having with this client was that he said that here's the things that I know if I speak up and say essentially that this, this isn't this business relationship is not good for me. Then I know that that's going to affect our family relationship without question. Which is shit. Like in a perfect world, it shouldn't. In a perfect world, it shouldn't. And you're right when you said that, you know, the, the saying is to, not do business with family. And the reason is that is because most family members cannot separate business from personal. Yeah. And I I think, and I I heard that same saying from my mom who was my employer. And she said, the only exception is when you are um, the parent, the parent to to son. Mm -hmm. Does that in, in essence, you can still like groom them a little bit. You have more control. And I mean, when they're teenagers, they kind of have less, less. Right. Um, but it, it, it can also, and, it, and if you want to look at it too, it can also blur the lines when you add a spouse to the relationship, because I know there are some people who work with their spouses who is like they in work in work version of themselves. They're like, Hey, we need this, 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 and done have, and we need it done by Friday. And then the spouse is like, who are you talking to? <laughs> like, like, you forget that this is, this is your partner. This is your business partner 
and you just like, but you my husband, and I don't need my wife, and I don't need you. I don't, mm-mm. Right. So it it takes a special level of maturity. Maturity. I was trying to find a different word because that makes people that makes kind of all these people that don't do that is immature. But Not really. So okay, use a better word. Go ahead. I, I'm. I don't know. I think awareness or something, but maturity is a good word. But a business, specifically business maturity and business awareness, that yeah. we are at work right now. This is this is this right here. This is work. This is nickels, pennies, quarters, dollars. It's about the business and taking yeah. our business to a higher level, increasing this revenue, doing this, doing that. When we check out, that's that's there yeah and i i think it just takes a special level of, of awareness for that but on the flip side you know you, i think it also takes like a, a special level of boundaries um yeah. and for you to know what your boundaries are because yeah. I, I and i know boundaries is a popular word in therapy but if you don't even know where your boundaries start and end then people are going to be dancing all over it. And that's, that's what I see most often when I'm meeting with clients, just when it comes to family dynamics more often than not. But um, especially when you, when you want to blur the lines of life and business and mm-hmm. like personal boundaries and financial boundaries, when, you know, you, you want to support a spouse, but you're doing it to, you know, hurt yourself. Yeah. When when do we start? Like, I don't know. I know. I know. I said a mouthful. But. Yeah, no, it was good. I was gonna say like when you were talking, the other thing I was thinking about was boundaries. Uh, but I think awareness would be a better word because I think people haven't realized who we are at work and who we are at home is sometimes two different people. Especially if you're in if you're in a profession where you need to be like it's it's time sensitive. And so you need to get stuff done quickly or you have to get stuff done by, you have deadlines all the time. Um, You have to know how to navigate both. But what happens is when we're working with family or with friends or somebody who's like close to us personally, we'll blur that line. And sometimes, sometimes it can be a good blur. Like sometimes it could be, you know, you have more, you're able to have, uh, more trust with this person because you know them personally, you know, you're able to have certain conversations. But then other times when, when things get difficult or uncomfortable, like that's where we see a lot of this tension. So when it comes to like, are you going to pay me? Which money is always like the issue for a lot of things. Like when it comes to these businesses, when it comes to working with your friends, when it comes to working with your family, that money piece Right. Is where I have seen a lot of um, a lot of uh, disagreements because we'll work for you, right? Because you're my family or you're my friend. So, so I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give a little extra. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. But then, because I'm your friend or because I'm your family, you think, well, I, I ain't gotta pay them like that, right? Like I, ain't, I can cut. No, no sir. <laughs> I ain't gotta. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we'll. And that's where the, the tension happens because it's like, I'm going over and beyond, so you should compensate me. But you think because I'm your family, you don't have to compensate me in that way because we're family. But the reality of it is, you know, especially in the pandemic, like these are our livelihoods. 
-hmm. Like you still like, even though we're family, you still need to pay that person. You still need to treat them like that. But we have to understand that you do have a business personality. You have a professional personality. You have a home personality. You know, understanding that piece, I think on both ends, would help having these difficult conversations. So knowing that, hey, I need to talk to you about paying me this money, but know that I still love you. We right. can still eat afterwards, but we need to have this conversation about these bills being paid. Like, and maybe for your uh, client, maybe if that's how he approaches the subject, saying, hey, Dad, I love you. I'm glad we're building this bond. I still want to continue to build this bond. You know, I still, I still want us to be father-son. Also, I need you to pay me. Right. But put the also, don't put no but. Put also. Mm -hmm. Also, I need you to pay me. I need you to do this because I still have to live at the end of the day. You know what I mean? And so I think that, like you said, there's there's a certain level of awareness we need to have with each other and just how business works. Because trust and believe, you wouldn't do this with a stranger. Absolutely not. You wouldn't do this with a stranger. So because I'm your family, I feel like you should treat me with extra care. You should treat me like the same way you're going to treat them. Like, but don't think because I'm family. That's like when people um, start a business and they think because they're family or friends, they get a discount. Mm -hmm. No, you need to pack. Like if your friends have a business, if they have something, you should be, you should be the first person paying full price because this is what they do. Right. Um, but you definitely have to have boundaries. That's why, that's why I'm, I'm, like, if you do that, if you decide to work with family or friends, cool. But I just feel like there's just certain boundaries that you need to have. And for me, my boundary is I keep my work at my work, and I keep the rest of my life other places. Because right. I know me. I know work mode. Like, I don't have time for no dealy dabbling. Right. No. And, and, I, and I notice the same with Ken. Like, he's the same way. Like, work mode, Ken? He ain't got no time for that. Like, I need you to get this done. I need you to get it done now. Like, all these time for you. A regular can be chilling. Right, he's he's real chill, right? Like, I don't need I don't need you calling me talking about what such 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 such, and I'm gonna be like, but you're supposed to be here on time, mm -hmm. you know. But we'll we'll take on both ends. We'll take little things on both ends, you know. We'll think, well, I could be a little bit late, or I could be, you know, I can do this and do that. But it's like you need to keep it professional. Like if you're in business, keep it business, um, and remind them that it's business. Because sometimes we'll get we'll blur it and we'll we'll take it as a personal dig at us if something doesn't doesn't go our way or something doesn't happen. Um, but it's really business, and this person is like this is this person's livelihood, right? You know. So, but you definitely have to have boundaries there. You definitely, and I agree. You need to know what your boundaries are in order to set them in place. Mm -hmm. And so, because if you don't do that, your family's just going to be like, you're just going to work 40 hours and get paid for 10 of them. Like, yes. what? No. <laughs> you work 40 hours, you nah. get paid for 10 of them, and now you upset because, yeah, you didn't work 40 hours this week and you only get paid for 10. Right. Um. So, yeah, I'm with you. Man, it's 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 just layers to it, and you gotta. If you are the, if you are 
I won't say the abused, but the the ones who's working with the person that owns the business or whatever the case may be, you gotta yeah. you you gotta know like what your do's and your don'ts will be. Yeah. Like so, for example, if you say, "Hey, cause hey sis, hey bro, hey mom, hey dad, whoever," if you you come to the table, you say, "Hey, I will help out. I will come and help out." However, my contract you. Listen, you got to print out and make it make your own content off of Google. It needs to say, look, this, this, and this. I want to be paid this amount. I will work this amount of hours. And you guys negotiate, flip it, whatever you got to do to it. Once you guys come to an agreement, mm-hmm. then you guys know how to proceed. Yeah. And the and and the thing about it is, a part of our conversation, I, I did say, well. Here's the thing, and I and I've told Sarah this before with a whole completely different related topic. If it's not in writing, it didn't happen. Yeah. You guys can have all the conversation about, oh, this company is about to be yours. One day I'm building this up so you can learn the business in this way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that that amount is fine. I'll pay you this, do that. But if it's not in a form of writing where everybody comes to an agreement, then it did not happen you don't have a leg to stand on you have nothing to fall back on you have nothing to fall back on in terms of bro this is what this is what you said this is what we agreed upon what agreement yep what i don't i don't remember that i ain't gotta pay you that and so you you guys gotta have clear expectations of what it is that you expect to gain from this from this endeavor especially when going into business but let's but but i do want to flip it on terms of when we're helping out a family member in a time of need when when life hits the fan and this family member has fallen on hard times maybe they need to come stay with you maybe they need some money maybe they need your time maybe they need your resources maybe they're coming out like with the handout looking for help and as family especially if these are close family, then you want to help them, obviously. You want, to, you, want, you want to be there for them. You want them to do well for themselves. But what about when that family member is not really in a place to, to help themselves? And, it's that, and to me, that's like the hardest place for us as the supportive family members to be in when they are not in a place to support them to help self to support themselves and help themselves it's like do i keep sending you hundreds of dollars do i keep staying up on the phone with you do i keep bailing you out of jail do i keep this do i keep you in my house not paying nothing eating up all the food taking money out of my kids mouth do i like you know what i'm saying yeah i get what you're saying and so like what where I think I think the same thing has to apply in terms of like that's be a hard cap. Yep, that's what I was gonna say. What you what you will and will not tolerate. You steal money out the safe. You sell my wife's wedding ring without me looking. You like there got to be a hard cap. Mm -hmm. I agree. It reached to that point, and but it's but I will say this. It's you are emotionally invested in these people. So you don't want to kick them out. You don't want to kick them to the curb. You don't want to X them out your life because yeah. they are whatever situation that they're in. 
Um, but it, it, and here, and here's the scenario that we kind of, we kind of came up with in session, not the scenario, but the example that we came up with is that you, you have a pie, right? You got a cherry pie, blueberry, whatever pie you, you like, love, all that good stuff. There's only so much of the pie right. that is available. And each day you are giving some of that relative the piece of that pie. Now, whether that is your time, your resources, your mental sanity and clarity, whatever that is for your situation, you are giving them that pie and giving yourself none of it. Yeah. And you, 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 can't, you cannot help them without feeding yourself. Like if you know you give them all the money you got, then now you have no money. Right. You have nothing for yourself. You got right. nothing for yourself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say that um I think a solution or a way to kind of help in this type of situation is you can sort of kind of take the same mindset that you said before. Like if you're going to go help a family business and you kind of write out what you need, mm-hmm. you can kind of sort of do the same thing with this family member, right? So you can ask them like, hey, like what's your situation or what is it that you're needing? And let's try to figure out a workable plan to help you so that one, you're not giving all of your energy and resources. And maybe it could be you helping them find other resources that can help them. Because I firmly believe there is somebody that can help a little just a little bit better than me like if we need to find a church if we need to find some type of assistance if we like there are so many organizations in the city or maybe where you live that can provide or have more resources to help your family member so that you're not draining everything that you have and they can still get what they need you know, so it could be coming up with a workable plan together and them saying, well, this is what I need. And you really and truly think about, well, what can I really and truly um, help with and still have some for myself? Because oftentimes, like you said, we'll just give everything. We'll give all our pieces to the pie and then we become resentful. Mm, and we'll start harboring those feelings. Now we don't want to help nobody because nobody, you know. Because don't nobody help us. Nobody help us, right? Because we're the one that's doing it. And so I believe that if if you do have a family member that does come to you for help, like really kind of sit down with them, have a conversation. Like, okay, what is it that you really need? Mm-hmm. And then you think about, well, what can I really do and still keep some for myself? Because once they get out in the world, they might forget what you did for them. You might not get a thank you. And then you the one out of your money or your resources, right? And so think about what you what you can reasonably give and stick to that. Don't let them with the tears or whatever give you pushback on what you reasonably can do. Because they will be like, oh my goodness. So like, listen, I'm gonna give you this number. We're gonna call YMCA or whoever. So they kind of help help us out a little bit more. Man, I always was was told any money that you give away, if you are not comfortable with that money not coming back to you, do not give it away. Not give it away. I agree. Do not spend it. Do not invest it, or whatever. Or just don't expect it back. Because right. these these people that have these family members that have fallen on hard times. 
very few of them actually end up paying you back. Right. And, and so, you know, I was going to say that sometimes you don't have to always give money, right? Maybe this person has some kids. Maybe you can watch their kids while they go look for jobs. You know, think of other ways that you can help so that it doesn't become this whole big money thing and now you mad because you ain't got your money back, right? So right. think about you know, well, maybe maybe I'll I'll babysit your kids while you go look for a job, mm-hmm. or maybe I'll you know I'll I'll look for jobs or create something for you. You know, think about other ways because this is if you don't feel comfortable giving money. Like, so think about other ways that you could help them in this type of situation because sometimes you you may not have the money to give, but you can give a little bit of your time. Don't give all of your time. Mm-hmm. You can give a little bit of your time, right? What can you reasonably give? Um. And that way, you ain't even got to have a whole money conversation. You'd be like, look, I ain't got it, but I can watch your children. Or I can, I can, I can look over your resume. Or, you know. And let, me also, and let me also point out that, like you said, just like eventually you'll be resentful because you ain't got the money back, you got to know how this family member is affecting mm-hmm. you. Like yeah. your physical, emotional, mental spiritual like you got to know how all that is affecting your well-being because if you do not then you like we talked about before start to harbor anger you start to harbor disappointment you start to harbor this that and the third and so for just to give you a little insight on our conversation this client said after we you know dug through like like us therapists do she felt guilty yeah because she had to help her older sister out and that affected her plans for her and her daughter mm-hmm. because she helped out her sister mm-hmm. she had a she had a plan to to put her her and her daughter into a better situation and that's what part of the money had been saving up for she had to essentially rob her daughter to help her sister Mm-hmm. And she felt guilty because of that. And so you you need to be aware whether you are listening to podcasts, going to counseling, whatever it is that you do to to personally develop yourself. Mm-hmm. You you got to know how this is affecting you and be able to to say enough is enough. Like I'm I'm not gonna give you no more of my my pie. I need pie for myself. No, I don't get it. It's okay to say. Just like, no, I, I don't have it. I'm sorry. Right. And leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Don't be like, oh, man, I don't know what's going to happen. Because let me tell y'all something. This is one thing I know. What you know? If you don't have it, they can find somebody else who do. Nah, that's, that's You're not the only one that they can call. But what we'll do is we'll, we'll internalize this idea that I'm the only one that can help them. I'm the only one that got their back. I'm the only one. The reality of it is... You just a number on the list. And so unless y'all just have no other living relatives or they don't have nobody else in the world, I'm pretty sure there's somebody else that they can call at some point. So don't don't take on that guilt of dang I had to tell them no. They no, it's okay. They they they'll probably figure it out too. Right. Do what you can. And let me let me also jump in, in there and say you also gotta recognize like what exactly is gonna be helpful for this person. And, and I mean this in this way, 
is that you can help your cousin Ray Ray Shanae whatever person I know I'm speaking my blackness right now but you can help you can help them by giving them $100 $200 whatever amount of money they need or you can provide them with an opportunity to make them to make that money for themselves yeah. to get back in school to do this to do that like give them give them the the tools that they need to go fish yeah. and get the fish that they need for themselves because right. otherwise they're gonna turn around and come right back after you done gave them the money yeah. and you're like where the money i just gave you where's the opportunity i just gave you where's the time effort and energy that we spent all this time and resources on and you haven't gotten this result like there there is a there we do have to get to a place where those family members that are in need instead of just you know providing money we need to get into a place of also empowering them to go out and get what they need for themselves and i know it's it's easy to obviously just okay just give them this they'll get out of my face but they they don't come right back you. Yeah. That's how you can provide other services and help them figure other things out. Right. Maybe you're having a conversation with somebody that you know that's hiring. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's you know looking at a resume. It's let's 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 create some study plans. You know, that's me. I'm I'm that person. Like, let's create some study plans. Let's let's do something to help you out um, to get where you need to be. So, but on the backside of that plan. You also, for yourself, need to have like a like a hard cap, hard boundary, hard whatever. Like if you if you do this, I can't help you no more. I can't help you no more. Like I remember, I remember a previous client that I had um, back when I was going through the program. It was uh, I was meeting with a husband, and he was his his wife was pregnant, but the brother in law. I think was a struggling alcoholic or some, some in the matter of fact, where he fell on hard times and he, we had to come to a place to where like, look, you got to set the boundary between like have a conversation and set expectations. Like, look, if you, I am bringing a child in this world. Like my wife is pregnant. You, you adding stress to this plate cannot happen. Therefore, I need you to, if you're going to be here, you got to be working to get your stuff together. And quiet is kept between me and your sister. I will not allow you to hurt her, to to affect her and our child. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, this will be the result. Mm-hmm. And sometimes sometimes you, you got to lay it out like that and just be firm because it's like, no, we set the expectation. You might not need a quote unquote, some, maybe you do, maybe you need to write it down and make a, a contract. If, if they're that bad, make a contract. But nine times out of 10, if you come to them woman to woman, face man to man, there will be a, a firm understanding of, of what the, the expectation and agreement will be. Um, but I, I do I do want to acknowledge that those conversations can be difficult. So I agree. You said some good stuff, Cam. I mean, I've been I've been doing this for a little minute now. <laughs> but man, um, but yeah, man, life and business with family 
can be very challenging. Yeah, it's doable, but you just got to figure out what works for you all. Right. We'll keep everybody sane. Right. Because if it's affecting, because it, if the money is good, but your relationship is poo, as soon as you leave work, then is, is it really worth it? Right. Or if you're helping out the person, but now you're in a place where you need to be committed to Lakeside, then is it really worth it? Right. So it's, um, and Lakeside is a behavioral health hospital in Memphis, by the way, for those of y'all who don't know. Um, but, but yeah, you really got to just take stock of what, what really is the best situation for, for all of you. Yeah. And, yep. And that's why you need a good community around you to, to push you to the next level and really tell you, Hey, uh, this ain't, this ain't a good uh, situation for you, bro. And that's why I got to invite all of our listeners to join the good life community. Um, well, just join us for weekly accountability calls, um, and a community of people who will help you just figure out what's your version of the good life and hopefully how to get there. Um, can you imagine what it would be like if Sarah, if you had had somebody in your community when you were in the young early twenties and say, um, you sure you want to go with that nappy head little boy who, uh, who you sure you want that? I would not have made some of the decisions I made in my early. No, I'm saying. So I know I would have made some different decisions if I'd had some guys, uh, telling me what, or suggestions on what to do and what not to do. And right. if I actually listened. Uh, but join our join the Good Life community. Uh, we have weekly accountability calls, a Facebook group, and we're just here to help you get your version of the good life. Oh, and we have our own e-courses too. So go check those out. Um, trying to equip and empower you to go get that version of the good life without fail. But yeah. But yeah, man. We got a little heavy today, Sarah. Yeah, it's a little heavy, but it's okay. I do have one announcement. Um, we are starting back our online ACT University. Uh-oh. Um, day is September 5th. Um, if you go to www.memphis.edu slash peerpower, there should be more information available. So if you all, all our listeners, if you know some rising 10th and juniors and seniors who need to take the ACT and would like some free help, it's free, it's fully free, and it is virtual, uh, please go get more information so that you can sign your students up for that. Right. That's my one little announcement. Last time we had over 400 students. The first time we did it virtually, over 400 students from two countries. Two countries had people from Canada. You know, it's just good out here. It's good out here. So if you if you do have a student um, or if you are a student that is listening to our podcast and you would like extra help, please feel free to go and sign up for it. Go check out go like everybody needs a little help in in uh, creating that version of the good life. You know, funny story about the ACT for me. So first time I took it, I got a 19. No, right. stuff, no nothing, right? So I went through this free ACT prep class. It was over the summer. I think it was about five-ish weeks. This was obviously pre-corona many years ago. Um, and I went from a 19 to a 24. Okay. So That's I was like, 
so yeah, they work. So learn the strategies, learn all that good stuff. And I said, okay, I'm gonna give it one more time. I took the ACT. Sarah, I forgot my calculator at home. Oh, well, you don't technically need a calculator for it. You, it helps. <laughs> it, it helps, especially if you're not good at math. Luckily for me, I was pretty decent at math and could somewhat figure out arithmetic. Man, I got a 23. Still good. If I got Sarah, if I had my calculator, I would have got you no know, less than a 26, 25, 25, 26, maybe even 27. I don't know. It's okay. Look, my whole uh, thing. I got a 25. Mm -hmm. I got a 32 on the reading and a 17 on the math. You got a wait, 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 wait. A minute. You said a 32 mm -hmm. and a 17. Mm -hmm. One seven. One seven on, on math. Because let me tell you something. I'm not a math person. I was, I've was. i never been a math person. Math has always been my weakest link. I got my first C in the fourth grade during long division. I remember. <laughs> I prided myself. Like it was yesterday. I remember it. Listen, because that, that just hurt my little heart. I had just moved from Oklahoma City too. And I got my first C in the fourth grade for long division. So when I took the ACT, I got a 32 on the reading. And I got a 17 on the math. And um, Jackson State, at the time, you have to make a 19 on the math, but they put you in remedial math. I didn't want to be in remedial math. So how many times did you take it to get that 17 to a 19? I did. So I took it again. I took it again. And I still, I, I brought it up two points. Just what you needed. You said what? Just what you needed. Listen, I was not trying to be in remedial math. Oh yeah, and it would have took you longer to graduate if you had. It took me longer to graduate, so I did what I had to do. The Lord was with me because I got the two points. Uh, the Lord was with me. The Lord was with me. Listen, I got. I brought up to a nineteen. I got. I got what I needed, and I was done. And luckily for me, Jackson State University gave me a full scholarship for twenty-five. So. I got for four years, my tuition and my room and board was paid for. And then I was able, I qualified for the Pell Grant. And so my books were paid for and I got a little refund. So, but listen, so I'm saying all this to say to our people out there, it is okay if you need to take it again to listen, get with me. <laughs> go get all the free resources. If you listen to this podcast, help somebody out. Yeah. You've already removed from college, but if you know a young up and coming high schooler, like share share the free ACT. Yeah, it free. it's free, right? Yes, it's absolutely free. Free online ACT University, sponsored by Peer Power. Sponsored by Peer Power. And Peer, and Peer Power ain't pay for this ad, and we give him all this free promotion. But children help out here. It's all good. Um, but uh, we got anything else, Sarah? Any other nuggets you want to drop? No, but I I think we dropped a lot of nuggets today. Yeah, man. I think I think for me the biggest takeaway is you gotta set boundaries, not just for boundaries and limits. Not you gotta set boundaries and limits for yourself before you set them for other people. I agree. Well, I, got that I can say um, know that money isn't the only resource you can give, mm -hmm. and uh, think about the other things that you can give in these types of situations, especially if you're not comfortable with giving money. 
Think about what else can you give? Like, how can you use your, your God-given skills and talents to help the other person? If it's coming up with study plans, if it's let me babysit your children, think about what you can give, what you can reasonably give, and don't go past that. Or if it's something as simple as, look, I ain't trying to work for you, pops, mom, brother, whatever, but I got a homeboy who needs a job. Yeah. I, think he'll, I think he'll be a hard worker for you. I I, I, I want to help you out. I really do. But I'm not trying to fight you at your place of employment. Right. Your place of business. So right. to help our relationship, I'm going to just tap out and bring in my homeboy, bring in my mentor, mentee, blah, blah, blah. It's going to fill this gap. So, yeah. Well, all right, guys. Um, give us that five-star review on iTunes if you're listening to this. Um, give us a like, share, and subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube and share this with somebody who really needs this. But until then, coming to you each and every Thursday, keep pursuing your version of the good life. And we will see you next week. Bye.